0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet.
1: Welcome once again, folks, to ESSR Central here on Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. My name's Ross McLeod, your host as always, because apparently I don't have a life of my own. (laughs) and we told you that rules help control the fun well and the revolving door the forbidden door that is central guest host
0: making his debut on central chris anthony lopez chris how are you yo man i'm doing great uh thank you for inviting me on the pod man i'm so happy to be here to talk some wrestling feel like i haven't done it in a minute but you know what let's get it i'm happy to be here
1: well let's talk about it in between finding out who stole my prized egg which obviously leads us to Survivor Series, the biggest party of the Thanksgiving. I'm sure that's what they call it. Um, yeah, I guess. A show that started very, very well and then sort of nosedived off the cliff, I felt, at, at
0: certain parts. Dude, oh my God. Are we, are we just going to... Just any, anything from Survivor Series? Because I, I, I kind of didn't like this show like at all.
1: Oh, what, what, what did you dislike the, the most Then say, so go right in. Uh, the,
0: I mean, if I'm being honest, my first time on, on ESSR, I was talking about brand warfare for Survivor mm-hmm. Series. And I didn't know how passionate I was about it until we were talking about it. And this show is the epitome of why I hate it. Because <laughs> who cares? They didn't care. So why should we? We have folks walking out on matches. We had disqualification finishes. Like what what I, I, I don't I don't I don't understand the entire brand warfare thing of it. The build sucked to this show. If your name wasn't Becky or Charlotte, the build sucked. And this show didn't there are a few people that benefited from this show. And I think it was it may have been just the uh, Team Raw for the women's Survivor Series match, and that was it. But uh, it's just so frustrating. It's so frustrating mm-hmm. watching these matches and t- and being told, oh, it's about brand warfare. Who's better, Raw or SmackDown? And they pull some garbage like this. I, I'm not a fan. I, I didn't like the show. Besides Charlotte Flair, and they made Bianca look great, I guess. But at at what cost? You know,
1: I yeah, well, the SmackDown women's division did not look great. Um, I tell you that much, but you said if you were Becky or you were Sasha, you didn't, sorry, Becky or Charlotte, you didn't really benefit. Um, I'm just going to get this bit out of the way. If you were Dwayne the Rock Johnson, you benefited greatly <laughs> for this, um, from this film. So, just a wee, a wee backstory for people that don't understand, I wouldn't have known what was going on had I not seen the film a week earlier. Um, Red Notice starring Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, The whole plot is that there's a third Cleopatra golden egg that no one has ever found. And if someone can find all three and get it to this Egyptian millionaire, then, you know, all all the riches in the world. And they'd essentially signed a deal to promote Red Notice by doing this thing, despite never actually mentioning Red Notice it's the egg from the film that was all Vince said at no time mentioned what rock film Race from which Mountain to Fairy like there was an Easter Bunny in Tooth Fairy I'd like that noted someone could
0: have
1: <laughs> um, they essentially it was part of the deal and they knew the rock was going to be there then they realised the rock wouldn't be there but then by then it was too late well then surely you put assurances in the contract hey you know what see if we can't get the biggest wrestler ever Could we maybe have Deadpool or Wonder Woman show up at our show and make it, I don't know, a nice little substitute? Get some main... No, let's just have this egg. Uh, The egg it stole, Austin Theory returned it. It turns out he wanted a a, a selfie with it, and it was just completely stupid. Um, (laughs) We also had The Rock's 25th anniversary 25-man battle royal brought to you by Pizza Hut. Almost one to the shock of no one. (laughs) Yeah, this. I'm not a fan of the draft the way they do it now because I feel they move too many people. And like, say they move ten people on the draft from like ten people from one brand. Like back when ECW was about, it was maybe a seven-three split. So it wasn't just all, oh hey, these guys from SmackDown they're Raw, they're now all on SmackDown. But that's all it is now. I see do you remember the draft lottery from 2005? Oh oh yes. Yes. Right. I think that next summer or say say the pay-per-view after WrestleMania for five weeks, the first week there's one pick you know, the first four weeks, there's sorry, first three weeks there's one pick each. On the fourth week, you get two picks. And essentially what it is is you have a male pick, a female pick, a tag team pick, a pick from NXT, and a wild card pick. Okay, so this could be your opportunity to draft back the person that was stolen week one. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you have a wild card pick, and it means that every year, five people move from Raw and five people move to SmackDown. And that is enough, I feel, to shake things up a wee bit and add a wee bit of freshness. So, and then Survivor Series, have stakes. Winning brand gets steady in the rumble. Winning brand gets a free draft pick. Winning brand, I don't know, gets first pick in the draft lottery the next year. You know what I mean? Just, there's no stakes to this brand warfare and it very rarely makes sense. It made sense in 05 when it was the the A show, B show sort of thing. It made sense in 2016 when they hadn't had it in a while. And you had folk like Jericho and Kevin Owens telling people, oh, there was a reason you were drafted to SmackDown. You know, like saying Dean Ambrose, there's a reason two of The Shield are on Raw and one's on SmackDown. And it's because they're bigger stars than you, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It makes sense then, but it's a Formula 8 lazy booking thing that they're doing, you know. And I'd like to see it shaken up a wee bit, you know, we had the IC champion defend against a Raw superstar, we had the Cruiserweight champion defend against a SmackDown superstar one year, shake it up a wee bit, you know what I mean? Like, I really, the, the women's tag titles are dual branded. They could have a triple threat match, one SmackDown team, one Raw team, and the neutral team of whoever the tag champs are. You know, it. it there is ideas staring WWE in the face, but with the lazy booking at the minute, it's just, it's not happening. I'll just quickly run down the full card and then if you've got anything else you want to rant at Chris about the show, you can do okay. more than well to come in. Gotcha. Uh, so the full show, on the pre-show, Nakamura defeats uh, Damian Priest via DQ. Uh, Becca Lynch defeats Charlotte Flair on the main show, champion versus champion match. Uh, Team Raw beat Team SmackDown in the men's Survivor Series match. Omos won the 25th an- anniversary for The Rock and Pizza Hut. Uh, RK Bro defeated the Usos uh, Team Raw defeated Team Smackdown in the women's match and Roman Reigns uh, defeated Big E in the World Champion B World Champion match 2 wins for Team Smackdown One, two, three, four, five, six wins for Raw not one of those usual ones where we have the counter up going it's 1-0, it's 1-1 it's 2-1, it's 3-1 oh the right. pull one back, it's 3-2 <laughs> notice how they weren't keeping score the other night
0: Look okay. So I loved everything you were saying about how to fix brand warfare. And let me let me backtrack what I was saying a little bit ago. I don't entirely hate the concept. I just hate how it's presented. I hate how it's done, and it's 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 very stupid. Because why would I get invested in this? Especially after you put on shows like this. What what you say the final score was six to two, five to two, raw. I'm like wh- why would I care? Uh-
1: Raw, one of SmackDown's wins, came on the pre-show.
0: Right, and and that's exactly what I'm saying. First of all, why is that match even on the pre-show? Because that makes it so important. And then secondly, you make it so heavy-handed towards Raw. Now, that's the worst-kept secret in the entire world, that Raw's the A-show in WWE's eyes, no matter how much Fox or the fans like to tell you it's SmackDown. but uh it's so it's so infuriating and I and I hate the fact that it's still like this after however so many years since they brought back the draft but the biggest thing that irked me about the entire show was the main event I understand why you have Roman Big E there totally I 100% get it to me Becky Charlotte should have main evented especially knowing what kind of match they would have that would make the rest of the card like quibble, and just at the thought of following that. But this was your chance to have Roman lose. This was your chance. If you're gonna have any chance or anyone on the any roster beat Roman anytime soon, it should have been Big E, and it should have been him at Survivor Series. Not only would this have made Big E look like a damn superstar, but you don't have to take the title off a of Roman in the process, and I, it, it seems it seems like it makes sense. But they had Roman definitively beat him clean, and I didn't like that. Yeah. Um, fun
1: fact: uh, the four out of the four out of the six years we've done the brand warfare, um, there's been a Universal versus WWE champion. The Universal Champion is 4-0. Brock Lesnar <laughs> won twice against AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. uh, as Raw's Universal Champion. Roman Reigns won as the Universal Champion against Raw's WWE Champion Drew McIntyre last year and yeah. Big E this year. Um, so, the WWE t- and the WWE title, this is the first time... And a champion versus champion match that the, the WWE champion has not been changed in the lead up to the match because before we had Jinder Mahal lose to right. AJ we had Daniel Bryan beat AJ we had Drew beat Randy Orton Big E is the first champion to make it from the start to the end of the Survivor Series build you're <laughs> right he was the one for that alone he should have been the one to end it but I, I, I've said on this show I think Big E's winning the Rumble I think Big E is a star just now, but he's a mega star if he wins the Rumble, and you know, you can even have at that um, day one pay-per-view, you know, Roman embarrassed by the loss to, you know, Big E. Have him cost Big E the match, the same way Ronda Rousey cost Charlotte and Becky the title all those years ago. Like, right. do the exact same thing here. Even just have the Usos run out, and then when the Usos get back to the top of the ramp, Roman's there smiling. Right. You know what I mean?
0: Like feels- that's that's all of Roman's matches have been too. The Usos have gotten involved and he has not won necessarily clean. But Big E is like and I love Big E. I love him so much. And maybe this is why I'm so upset about it. But damn it. <laughs> this is so infuriating. <laughs> I, I get why you have Roman go over. I totally understand. I love the new Roman Reigns, but it's getting old really fast. Who else is on the roster left for Roman to Trample? I know they want The Rock. I know they want Brock, but damn it. what We're running out of options. And Ro- Roman, I saw this fun fact. I think it was on Reddit or Twitter, some one of those. And it said that Big E has lost, I believe, five matches to the bloodline since he won the WWE title romans lost two matches in two years
1: well there you go see there's I, and so, that's the thing like, like what the hell like, you could e- you could even put it down to like like see if they ever made reference to that you could have big e-turn in and go i'm a fighting guy some you win some you lose whereas and make reference to the fact that romans never wrestling but they they don't do that, so then that just becomes even more annoying. <laughs> um um the, the thing is here, we're not we're not yeah. having a go at WWE. This isn't your usual of oh, WWE's awful like, sort of dig that we're having. It's it's more right. a, a frustration at booking considering the women's match was amazing, the men's match I really enjoyed. It then yeah. went off a cliff like, later in the evening, and by the time we got back to Big E Roman, which I watched again in isolation, and it's a really good match, but the match itself was just, it was at the end of a card that had kind of been drawn out.
0: This, this Survivor Series, uh, it, it didn't give me hope for things getting better. I'll say that, too. It's, and I know the fun conversation I to have is, oh, AEW's better than WWE, blah, 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 blah. I, I watch both, and I enjoy watching both of them when yeah. WWE makes me happy. But I can, like I said, I'm fine with Roman going over. Just make Big E look better in the process. But in, in my perfect world, Big E would have won, and Roman... Because you're having Roman feud with Xavier Woods and having him crush Xavier. My man just got King of the Ring, and they immediately fed him the Roman Reigns. <laughs> so it it's it's whatever. But hey, Survivor Series, yay! At least that brand warfare bookings done or lack thereof. So
1: I I messaged my cousin, David, my cousin. So my first ever wrestling show, just for a wee peek behind the curtain, was in Center 81. It was a local uh, leisure center, a sort of rec room thing where you could play indoor soccer or tennis or badminton. I went to see local promotion source uh, and a show with 80 people. Nice. Um, David's first show ever was Survivor Series at the Barclays <laughs> Arena. So, wow. yeah, bit of a contrast there. David lives in New York. Not that I hate him. Uh, anyway, so it's Head. I asked him uh, any insight you could give me as to what it was like at the pay per view. How did the fans react to The Rock not being there? And how did the red notice stuff go down he went so there was some crazy rocky chants after each movie clip they played but nobody booed when he never came out uh, there was a nine-year-old kid near me after a this is awesome chant belted out this is scary i found that pretty funny <laughs> he also <laughs> said there was a big we want lesnar chant after the uh, the clip with paul heyman okay uh, he went i was so sure the rock was going to come out i video called my wife He went, weirdly enough, a lot of fuck John Cena, Cena Rocks chants. Um, And he said there was a really good bit in the RK Bro match. Randy was out for ages. Uh, Someone started a Randy sleeping chant, which eventually the entire place was doing. And when he got back on his feet, there was a huge pop. Even Autumn acknowledges it and stuck his arm up. No. alright, fair <laughs> enough so that's the insight to what it's like to go to a Survivor Series he bought me a t-shirt, I can't complain um, yeah, yeah the, the one thing compl- go ahead they were giving out complimentary uh, towels uh, and he went I got you a blue one because I know you support Rangers like, oh, thank you <laughs>
0: <laughs> the the one thing I'll say about the Rock stuff is he, he showed up at, I think it was Bound for Glory last year for Impact to <laughs> induct Ken Shamrock into their Hall of Fame. I mean, he didn't show up, but he sent a video message. He couldn't even do that for the 25th anniversary of his debut at Survivor Series.
1: I think they, like, they build it like WWE. Apparently, they, they were still going ahead, even though Rock said he couldn't make it. I'm sure if they asked him, he probably would have done a video package, but I, I, I just don't think they and did, just, to be honest
0: just a video, like, oh, hey, y'all, it's me, Dwayne Johnson. Like, hey, guys, what's the call? Right, <laughs> just something. And have them just drop a hint about the bloodline or something just to set up future things. But they, what, what a disappointment. I felt bad for the people that were there.
1: Yeah, but I think I would have been outraged uh, if that wasn't me. Um, sorry if that was me. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll move on to something else. We'll move on to it's happy topic, happy. Oh, WWE releases. There we are. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, have, the yes. latest round of WWE releases uh, Ashanti Adonis and Isaiah Swerve Scott and Top Dollar of Hit Row gone. Tegan Knox, Shane Thorne, John Morrison, Jackson Riker, and Drake Maverick once again sacked by WWE um Let's get into hit roll. Apparently, pardon me, Top Dollar was seen as the top guy. Really? Uh, yeah, apparently Top Dollar was the top guy. He was going to be the guy that got the push, while uh, Swerve and Adonis were seen as the tag team. There was the rap battle with uh, those guys and Jinder Mahal and is it Shanky? Sh- yeah. Shanky? Shanky, <laughs>
0: Shanky yeah. Yeah.
1: Giant Gonzalez from India. Basically, that's what it is. <laughs> um, like, have you ever seen The Simpsons? But get me Steven Spielberg, then get me his non union representation. That's the same. Get me Giant Gonzalez, he's dead, sir. Then get me his Indian representation.
0: <laughs> um, oh, okay. yo. In storyline, Jinder Mahal and Shanky beat Hit rome in a rap battle so bad that Hit rome never showed back up for work. <laughs> like, like <it's, laughs> oh, okay, but on a serious note, what the hell again, again, or I, again, I, I refer, I'm going to refer to somebody else's uh, tweet that they made. I forget who did it, but it was that WWE has released more talent this year in 2021 than Impact has on their entire roster. So just to put that into perspective for a second. Not only does WWE have a lot of people, and I understand that, but it sucks seeing people who are talented go. Right. You mentioned Hit Row. I love Hit Row. And I think they're going to crush it wherever they go, whether they run the indies or anything. Um, I love John Morrison. What the hell was that run? What, what, he, what, what was his gimmick? Uh, he was like the moist guy. That, that was his gimmick for a minute. And Tegan Knox, I, I I I don't I I don't get it. Like you have all these stars, right? And Drake Maverick getting the boot again? You're you're kidding me. But you have all this talent that was on TV pretty frequently, at least John Morrison was, and hit row, and mm-hmm. then they're gone, within like just at the drop of a hat. And just because news goes by so quickly, we like folks forget. But damn it, I'm still not over Tyler Breeze getting released months ago. Let alone John Morrison or Hit Row or Tegan Knox. I mean, Jackson Recker can go suck one, but everybody else, I feel bad for. Yeah. So, um,
1: the the. The point I was going to make about Hit Row apparently it was a diss track that was apparently, it got him a bit of heat, apparently um, they said some things that was apparently a cultural appropriation about uh, gender and Shanky. He responded, well hold on, they They wanted a rap battle, they're rapping, that's my culture, why is that not appropriation there? So he, he, he then deleted it and then put on to our hey, just so you know, I found theirs funny as hell and they found ours funny as hell. We ran everything by each other. Um, But essentially, all that round them, top dollar was seen as the star. So essentially, Isaiah and Ashanti got the shaft there, basically. Um, Jackson Riker, I don't know what his gimmick was meant to be. He he was the forgotten son, and then they forgot that, and then he was (laughs) Elias is heavy, and then he was the heel and a heel versus heel feud that no one cared about and then yeah, yeah Tegan Knox Tegan Knox is um is very unlucky with injuries um and when those keep happening you know the writings so. it's the same in any sport any pro basketball player football or soccer player sometimes you're at a place where you're just you know hampered by injuries and then you go elsewhere and people are like oh why can't they do that for us well they were injured it's nobody's fault um, Shane Thorne, it sort of came to the end of his run. Drake Maverick, the interesting thing I found about him was his um, his video package that John Cena retweeted.
0: Oh, it was so good. It was so good. I he, I, uh, I love that video so much. He, he basically reintroduced himself as
1: Rockstar Spud, was it? And then... Like Cena uh, retweeted it and basically said, "Here's a young man who's using everything, uh, everything he
0: can." Uh, A very, a very interesting watch. That's a big rub from John Cena, especially for a guy like he comments on wrestling from time to time, but to go out of his way, or whoever runs his Twitter account, to go out of their way to retweet that with some pretty, pretty like you know nice words by Drake Maverick or Rockstar Spud now again. Yeah, that was that was sick, and that's what got the video to my attention when the Cena account retweeted it. And that's the thing; it's such an unexpected thing. He usually just posts like "live, laugh, love," right? <laughs> right. right. And then we get the oh, hey, here's a here's a young man who's actually very good at what he does. Go support him, and he'll be fine. Yeah. Like it was, it was so, <laughs> it was so weird, but cool. It was very cool of him to do it. So I'm
1: just looking up our next story here. Um, unfortunately, Kenny Omega is injured. Uh, he's been beat up for the past year or so. I think they knew. Um, I think they knew the writing was on the wall, and unfortunately, he's had to um, to vacate the AAA Mega Championship. However, there will be a multi-man match uh, for the AAA Mega Championship at. I'm trying to remember the name of the show here.
0: Seeing it, Kenny, go ahead. No, 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 I'm, I'm looking something up. Just no you found it. No, so Kenny, okay. Kenny Omega had his chokehold on North American wrestling for a while now, right? And it was it was a good thing. It was great to see Kenny and him doing his best Triple H impression every week on Dynamite. Pulling up with all these belts, it was a great image to see. And it's and we're gonna look back at that in in a few years and be like, oh my god, Kenny Omega truly was the best in the world. And he's put on the pedestal for a reason. So when like he lost the impact belt and losing the or the impact and TNA belt, I guess, losing the AEW belt to hangman the way he did, in an awesome match. But having to vacate the AAA belt just makes it seem a little bit lackluster for that particular belt. And I understand the circumstances. My man was going through it. He was working through multiple injuries, has to have multiple surgeries. Do we wish he could have dropped the belt properly? Yes, of course we do. I think it was... Uh, I, I forget who the wrestler is. I think it's uh, Hijo del Ficongo, I think, something like that. He was going to He was going to wrestle... And presumably drop the belt too, but didn't get the chance to do that. And now, Kenny's is going to go away for a while. We don't know when Kenny's coming back. Presumably he'll show up in AEW first, but yeah. it's 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 a little lackluster to have his big reign of terror end by him vacating his last belt. Not that it doesn't it doesn't negate everything else he's done prior. He was awesome. I loved it, and it was a, it all ended properly as it should have except that triple a belt it, i wish he got the he was able to drop that properly without having to vacate it
1: so it was a uh, hijo del vikingo yes or yep. or vikango <laughs> basically it sounds like something i can't pronounce in the menu and the waiter has to do it for me <laughs> uh he's gonna He's going to be in a fatal five-way match now for the vacant AAA Mega Championship with Jay Lethal, Bobby Fish and Sumire Del Sol, the former Kalisto. Yeah. Um, So four out of the five competitors announced. I don't know if they're going to keep it a surprise for maybe nearer the time. Um, A lot of WWE contracts up there. I mean, John Morrison wrestled for AAA for a while. Yeah, he did. And uh, wrestlers in Lucha Underground as well. Why not? Uh, that event's on December 4th. Also features FTR versus the Lucha Bros for the AAA World Tag Team Championships.
0: That, that match sounds incredible on paper. <laughs> 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 and that time without a fifth name announced. So I'm, I'll, I'll definitely have to keep my eye on it. I haven't watched too much AAA myself. But whoever that fifth man's going to be... It's gonna. It's, it'll be interesting, like what you said, with all these contracts coming up all over the place.
1: I'd, I'd like for the Spanish Bobby Heenan to be there going, but is he the fifth man? But is he the fifth man? But is he the fifth man? <laughs> but from one iconic uh, wrestling call to another, War Games is returning to WWE shortly. Uh, the first War Games taking place without an NXT TakeOver banner.
0: Yeah, that's weird, ain't it? Yeah,
1: it's it's all part of this NXT 2.0 sort of thing. I hate with, it. Um, you hate it. Why? do, why do you hate it?
0: <laughs> and no, no, diss to anyone who wrestles on the show. Any any of the stars that are being made or anyone even participating. I just the the branding didn't stick with me. It got old really, really, really fast. They were trying a little bit too hard. It wasn't NXT. I it, it wasn't it wasn't my dad's nxt so i'm not i'm good <laughs> well, like, I, I sound like a damn like i sound like i'm way older than i really am but it's just not it, it's it's not what i signed up for
1: uh, five matches already announced imperium will defend their nxt tag team championships against a to be announced opponent um cameron Grimes versus duke hudson in a hair versus hair match and Roderick Strong taking on Joe Gacy for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Um, And, of course, the War Games matches. So, Team Raquel, Raquel Gonzalez, Io Shirai, Cora Jade, and Kaylee Ray um, versus Team Dakota, Dakota Kai, and all three members of Toxic Attraction, which is all three women's champions in NXT, Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolan, and JC Jane. Uh, Team Old School uh, for NXT... Uh, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Pete Dunne, and L.A. Knight taking on the new school of Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, Tony D'Angelo, and Grayson Waller. Um, I love that Johnny Gargano gets a War Games match. I love that Tommaso Ciampa is leading the charge as NXT champion. But maybe you shouldn't have released so many people and you wouldn't have to put L.A. Knight who's been around for what? Two, two years as old
0: school. Hey, he's, he's old by wrestling standards, I guess, so he's going to be with the old school team.
1: I mean, you could have put Dexter Lewis in this because he's p- teamed with Johnny Gargano. I he's thought been he in NXT was. longer than LA Knight.
0: I thought he was in this match literally until you said LA Knight right now. And I'm like, <laughs> like what? Like, why is LA Knight in this match? Well, see, before, it, sorry, go. no, the and the, the, the like you mentioned the best part with Johnny Gargano, and I'm pretty sure something you're you were uh, gonna mention him signing his that one week extension. Yes, to participate so in this.
1: Yeah, so I was going to say about there's actually two matches up in the air due to contract statuses. So the NXT Tag Team Championship match. Uh, the del Fantasma versus, or Fantasma, sorry, versus the team of Von Wagner and Kyle O'Reilly, um, and Kyle O'Reilly has has things up in the air at the minute as well. So God knows what's, uh, God knows what's going to become of this war games.
0: <laughs> uh, and I was asked last night if I if I thought that. Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly are going to stay in NXT. Honestly, I don't think so. I don't think either one's going to stay, which is going to be a huge blow to NXT as it stands. More so Gargano than O'Reilly, but I think O'Reilly there are obviously some things set up in other places for him. And I'd be surprised if they didn't follow through. I mean, I, I will talk about the other company in a second, but uh, damn! The the second I saw the notification, I got the notification of Johnny Gargano signs a one week extension for War Games. I said to myself, he's out, he's done after that. Like they're totally gonna lose, or he'll be the first one to bite the pin, and or he'll be the one to bite the pin, and they're gone. Like they're he's he's out the door. 'Cause that's not a good sign. That's what Adam Cole did before he left. And then he was on all out like the next week. Yeah,
1: and it's one of those things. Um he, he put up a very um very a, a tweet that sort of gave it away, which was one thing has eluded me so far, it's the war games match. I finally get to have one. And it's like, right, this is this is a goodbye, Johnny. Yeah, he's out of here. Yeah. Um do you think this is gonna be the start of Braun Breaker's ascent to the NXT championship?
0: Oh yeah. Like they they're treating this new NXT, which I don't I don't blame them, like how OG NXT used to be looked like, or how it used to look. It was the developmental, it was the guys on the come-up, things like that. But At the time, at OG NXT, it was a bunch of dudes making their names in the indies and then making their way to WWE and then being put in their own little pocket. Now it's, let's get these homegrown guys on the card and build them up slowly but surely. Yeah, you you still have a bunch of that indie talent that made their name elsewhere, but I think WWE and primarily Vince McMahon want to spotlight the talent they already have that they don't already have to bring in. Or that they they had to uh, bring in, excuse me. So, Braun Breaker, he's even though I hate his name, it's it's a matter of time. Why? Just call him Braun Steiner. He, like well, I don't know why you can't call him Steiner. I really I really don't get it. But that's I a whole know, different it's, conversation.
1: It's all those wink wink, nudge nudge, hint hint sort right, of things. Right? They did the name. promo.
0: They did the stupid math promo thing.
1: Uh, oh, oh well, yeah, I know I know we're upset, but let's not start going. Let's... no. Oh.
0: <laughs> it's, like, and, and don't get me wrong, I love that promo. It's iconic, it's legendary. Uh, but it's, like, just call him Braun Steiner at that point. Especially, and what's with Vince's fascination with the name Braun? This is the second guy he's named Braun. But, you know what, yeah. whatever.
1: I, I like, as well, I like... Um, the, the women's team, Team Dakota. Oh, because yeah. I like I like the fact that three champions are on the team, but the three yeah. champions are loyal to each other, not her. So I like the fact that we could see the cha- the champs walk out and Dakota sort of get her ass handed to her. And that's sort of the end of this big <clears throat> two-year feud sort of thing. Because she, she came to prominence War Games 2019. Mm-hmm. Like, she she was the, oh, I try so hard, but, oh, gosh darn it, I just couldn't get it done. To <laughs> the, you don't want me and my team, you never stuck up for me. You're a shitty friend, so I'm going to beat the shit out of you with a kendo stick. Which is why I don't have any friends anymore. Um, <laughs> you're either the kendo stick or the kendo sticky, and I don't want to risk these things, Chris. So, I don't ever, ever let people in. But I, I do like I do I do like the setup here. Uh, I like Kaylee Ray being in the match. Oh yeah, Eel uh, Shirai, I think far too often. I, I, it felt she was such a prominent feature of NXT with her feud from feud with Candice to then being the women's champion, that being the women's tag champ with um, I forget her name. That that's how bland I found her. I oh, Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark, Zoe Stark. Yes, Zoe Stark's the a career it. mode creator wrestler storyline that she had going on. She dragged, she dragged poor Io Shirai into it. So I'm hoping that we get. Um, I'm hoping that we get something out of Io Shirai here. Uh, Cameron Grimes, Duke Hudson, Cameron Grimes always has fun matches. I'm looking forward to a hair v hair match with him. And Joe Gacy, the the cancel culture gimmick, I think a lot of people not happy with it. I look, I I could see if people weren't happy with it if the guy was a face. He's a heel. Yeah. And it's like he's he's still getting booed because he comes out and says these things. Um, but I he's got Harland with him, the former Parker Bordeaux, the absolute. Yeah beast of a man with them, so it's looking like a good card all around you know a couple of wee, a wee points that we can slag here and there because we're snarky dicks but of course it does look like it's going to be an amazing show
0: i'm i'm very eager to see the, the ladies ward games match as well i love everyone involved like, i think they're all incredible nxt's women division still is one of the best if not the best women's division in wrestling i'll stand by that like, just look at the folks involved. Mandy Rose took a trip to NXT and now is at the top of it. And yeah. taking uh, Fatal or Fatal Attraction, taking Total Total Toxic, toxic Attraction. Uh, I'm thinking about these movies in my head. Toxic Attraction. <laughs> and now they're at the top of NXT, as they should be. I love seeing um, Gigi Dolan, the former Priscilla Kelly, succeed in NXT. I thought she'd be lost in the shuffle and Kaylee Ray's in this match. She's gonna kill it. Cora Jade's gonna be a star that WWE will never, 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 never let go ever because she's like 15 and she's crushing it so far. And Dakota Kai's new gimmick of her just slowly, or her losing it is, I I think it's pretty damn rad. Awfully Randy Orton-esque and I think that's why I like it. But this match, I'm more excited for this one than the men's one but they're both going to be darn good
1: yeah no absolutely um it's one of those things as well um it's always a great show and it takes place the same weekend as triple a so a great weekend for wrestling fans there oh yeah um just a couple of quick stories just before we get into a uh, dynamite which you were actually at last night so you can give us a first-hand account of that yeah uh rick Flair's refuses Refusing to return to WWE, with Nick Khan still there, crushing the hopes and dreams of all five Ric Flair fans who want to see him back in the ring. <laughs> uh, there's been a Triple H sighting. Uh, local local Bigfoot watchers accidentally spotted Triple H at the new WWE headquarters, um, where they are breaking ground currently. It's the first sighting of Triple H since his uh, emergency heart um, surgery that he had to have uh, a few right. months ago. Uh, And Kira Hogan is saying she's feeling lost in the shuffle And AEW. This is an interesting one because AEW has probably a bigger roster than WWE, but you never really hear people say they feel lost or or caught up in the shuffle. First person to really say, there's not a lot going on there for me. The, The
0: WWE stuff. So, Ric Flair, he... I'm surprised he hasn't popped up on Dynamite yet, especially with Tully and Arn over there and his um his son-in-law or to be son-in-law over there with Andrade. It's this says this is just adding to the whole Nick Khan narrative and how Nick Khan's like the worst apparently um from what everyone says. I'm not there so I don't know, but I hear everyone talking shit about him, so I guess there's some validity to that. Triple H. It's cool seeing Triple H like up and Adam again. I was I was freaked out. I was spooked. And how folks are talking about him with that whole uh, cardiac surgery that he had. I'm, I'm glad he's up and at him. Granted, it was like a leaked TikTok video of him at the new HQ with Vince and a bunch of other folks. Uh, but it's cool seeing Triple H then nonetheless. And Kira, this is the one that's very interesting like what you said no one at least to my knowledge from aew has said that I got lo- I'm lost in the shuffle. whether she m- meant that whether it's a shoe or if it's a work, it's cool hearing it nonetheless because I love Kira Hogan. I'm a fan and the one show I got to go to with her on it it was the United Center CM Punk's back show here in Chicago and Mm -hmm. kira was on that card she faced jade cargill and got crushed absolutely crushed on rampage and i was not a fan of that because i think kira hogan's the shit and she is a part of the future of women's wrestling and she gets tossed to jade cargill i get why you want to build jade she's great but Kira Hogan, damn, like I, I want to see I want to see more of her. And it's cool hearing her say, I'm lost in the shuffle. Hopefully things can change in the future, but mm-hmm. I'm not gonna hold my breath.
1: It's not so much oh god, this is so problematic. Oh, the, the, the cracks are starting to show. It is more a, uh, yeah, when you have a big roster, shit like this happens, you know. Right. And hey, you know, ninety-nine point nine percent of people might go to AEW and go, I had a great time there, it was great, it let me do X, Y, and Z. Some people might go, actually, I'm going to go back to Impact or Ring of Honor because I don't really think I get a fair crack of the whip. And and that's fine. It's not a it's not a detriment to anybody. There's been people that have went to TNA and then been used better in WWE. You know what I mean? So right. it, it just depends on what's for you there. Um, but the Keira Hogan one, yeah, uh, first time it's happened. So I think that's what makes it news. Um, you were actually at Dynamite last night. What was it? What was the
0: atmosphere like? So this this has been like the fifth or sixth show that AEW's ran in Chicago over the last four months, and the hype has not died at all. Like the hype is definitely still with like AEW's home is essentially Chicago. Like they, yeah, they they're out of Jacksonville and they do a bunch of shows in Florida and they have a bunch of other places where they can call home, but they've done so many big shows in the city that every time AEW comes through, it's, it's a riot. It's a party. And that's what it felt like last night, especially with the card that there was. We saw CM Punk, Russell QT Marshall and Brian Danielson, Russell Colt Cabana. And it was that, that four or that eight man tag match that, main event at the show was absolutely nuts and hearing the Cody booze in person was deaf deafening it was so damn deafening but it was it was awesome and it may not be my favorite AEW show I've been to shout out to AEW Revolution 2020 I'll never forget that show but this is this is what AEW brings to every city they go to it's big hype big matches Tony Khan is at every show and he comes out, and addresses the crowd every uh, before everything. They taped Rampage also uh, for Friday, but I'm not going to get into Rampage, even though um, I think it was a fun show. Not as good as Dynamite, but still fun nonetheless. But Dynamite as a whole, it was awesome seeing CM Punk lead the show. That MJF promo, like just just hearing the two of them go at one another. And hearing the less famous Miz line, which getting a Miz chant in AEW, that that I don't know if that's ever happened before in the couple years that AEW's been rocking, but being a part of a Miz chant in all elite wrestling was kind of surreal. <laughs> it was very, very surreal. Me and the couple buddies I went with, we were all losing our damn minds because it was just MJF and Punk leading the show with a 25 minute promo. And then poor qt marshall has to follow that it was it was a really fun show really fun five a lot of big names aew feels like it's a big show every week and that's one of its biggest qualities to be honest
1: yeah it feels like people aren't on every week and when they are at meek's a uh, special whereas to raw and smackdown's detriment they tend to open with
0: the same two to three people every week yeah um, like, it's it's um I, and I understand you want you want to start off with your stars and don't get me wrong like Punk has been on I believe every Dynamite or at least a majority of them since he got since he got to AEW so I don't blame WWE for doing that and taking that tactic but hearing the the Punk pop to start a Dynamite it'll never get old it'll never 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 get old
1: um. I did, I did like the the less famous Miz line, but at the same time, um, obviously there was the controversy a few years ago where CM Punk basically went all in on Miz, uh, on his Best in the World documentary, and it was just like, "Wow, Punk, show me, show me on the doll where WrestleMania 27 still hurts you, like, show me,
0: (laughs) (laughs) show me your jealous face. You know, just, like, not reinventing the show. And, and yo, uh, and I wonder... There were a lot of WWE digs in that promo. MJF mentioning John Cena and, and Triple H, you know. Like, there's... That's that's a recurring theme within AEW. That And that's, to me, that's a knock I have against the company as a whole. They reference WWE a lot. And, like, referencing WWE isn't the problem. It's how much you do it. There was yes. at least three in that promo from last night at least three and they have i don't think they've done it with no brian straight up mentioned wrestlemania last week on the previous dynamite he name dropped wrestlemania it's like well okay you know like it it happens a lot but i'll i guess maybe one day i'll get over it or one day they'll not pound as hard on wwe because it's easy and it's low-hanging fruit but I, I hope they ease up on it, not because I'm a WWE shell, but I just do AEW. Y'all are crushing it. Do you. Don't worry about them.
1: Yeah. I think as well one I hate is always when Tony Khan comes out and goes, Yeah, see this? It's bigger than this or it's as big as that and it's like, No, it's it's not. It's it's not. It's like what we're in an era of wrestling where it's not as big as it used to be let's let's be honest like mm-hmm. there's more wrestling now but WWE and WCW were the the big heavy hitters and ECW was big for what it was but it'd probably be the biggest thing going today you know what I, mean? <laughs> I think right right and it's it's when they go oh yeah so like it, it was like the outsiders debuting mm-hmm. it's like well no because like people still thought they were with WWE like Dave Meltzer didn't spoil it
0: two hours before the show, right? Or like Rick Rude being on Dynamite and Nitro the same night, or not Dynamite yeah. on Raw and Nitro the same night. It's like it doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's one of those ones. I, I, they crush it. The the TV, the on-screen stuff crushes it every week. Like yep. every time I watch an AEW pay-per-view, I feel like I'm entertained. I feel like I, I mentioned this tweet quite a lot and I, I can never remember who sent it and I do apologise if it was you or whoever you are listening out there but it was essentially it was talking about how AEW sometimes ends feuds early but the one strength that has is that you know who the distinctive winner is and if you have a guy win four or five feuds in a row he instantly becomes a star Yeah. whereas WWE wants to make everyone a star by having 50-50 booking and then in return no one ends up being a star. Like, wins and losses do matter, and the reason they matter is because, well, you need these people to be... You you need these people to have wins and losses, you know what I mean? (laughs) I had a better point there, but you know what I mean? (laughs) No,
0: totally. And I remember when AEW first announced they were doing wins and losses and that they matter, and I'm like, really? And maybe because the only wrestling I had primarily watched... In my life had been WWE, and I'm like, why would they keep track of wins and losses? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And yeah, sometimes it gets a little blurry, or you have to start feeding some people to Darby Allen on Dark so you can get some wins. But it's 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 a push and pull, to double edged sword. But I think AEW done a decent job of properly booking talent and getting people title matches when they deserve one. Like, for example. The acclaimed wrestling, the Lucha Bros, a few weeks ago or a month ago, however long it was, the acclaimed had a bunch of wins. All right, number one contenders, they lose. All right, back down to five. So it ma- it makes sense, and I I appreciate that they do that. Will we get to the point where it gets a little much one day? Maybe, especially with how many people are on the roster. But you're trying to build up Brian Danielson, feeding him, apparently we're feeding him the Dark Order now. Uh Sam Punk, he's running through all these all these guys he's never wrestled before, inevitably gonna wrestle MJF, and we'll see how that goes when we get there. But AEW, for as much as I it's like the markiest of mark, 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 mark. You know what I mean? Like it's all the it's all the smarky fans that go to these shows. I'm one of them. <laughs> and I love going to them. But it can be a little much. And I hope one day it doesn't get to be too much and cause that, that's the biggest knock is that I think they, they almost appease the fans too much or they, they they the fans drive the narrative and one day that might bite them in the ass
1: yeah absolutely no I absolutely agree there um, one thing I will say like I, that I really 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 enjoy about uh, Dynamite and I said they mention like oh you, it's like the attitude here, and I hate Tony Khan for doing that. Well, I'm just going to be an utter hypocrite because I'm a wrestling fan, and what else would I be? Right. I'm going to mention uh, Monday Night Raw in the '90s, and they had like a roster that would compete on Jacked and Heat and Metal, and then they had their their lower card, and then they had their mid card, and then they had upper mid card, and then they had the stars they had Austin I'm not including Rock in this because he wasn't quite there yet but they had Austin Kane Taker uh, Mankind they were the stars at that time and I do like that AEW does do that so if you do need someone like a Darby Allen to like alright we need to get you a couple of quick wins right cool just put him on dark one week elevation the next rampage the next and sooner rather than later he's right back up the card you know what I mean yeah And it's a thing to keep people strong. Like, for a while, like in WWE, there was a storyline for a while. Zack Ryder was on Superstars every week, but never on Raw. And he was winning every week. And, you know, I just, I think WWE's lost that with their secondary shows. And it is something I really enjoy about AEW. Uh, Speaking of which, AEW is going to hold their first ever special on TNT, Saturday, January 8th. A battle of the belts. Um, I know Cody Rhodes loves his old WCW uh, names and sort of stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I think this is basically just a clash of champions. Are we maybe going to have? Pardon me. I was basically the North American champion, the TNT champion, <laughs> uh, taking on uh, the world champion, and then maybe like the TBS champion taking on the women's world champion think they could be some fun things to do we know these guys have relationships with other companies we could do multiple tag versus tag champ matches i think that could be quite cool as well oh yeah
0: yeah i know AEW. they they love working with the nwa's triple a's the impact so we may see a lot of those belts uh make their way to tnt plus it'd be a night this may be like a nice little send off from tnt to tbs because yeah. I believe they will be on TBS by this point. So it'll be a nice reminder to TNT viewers, hey, we're on TBS now. Come watch us on TBS, same day, same time, just on a different network. Same so, bat time, different bat channel. <laughs> right. This so is like you have. Uh, and plus you get to introduce a bunch of different folks from different companies. And like the top guys from different companies into... Um, like into the mainstream, having them wrestle on TV or TNT in this case. Hopefully they don't look bad and these matches are awesome. But yeah, we'll see how a battle of the belts goes. Like you said, like a night of champions clash of champions-esque type of show on TV, on free TV as we like to call it. I'm down. I'm totally game for it. This sounds like a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it sounds like a fun thing. Um, From something new to something Older coming to an end. Um, Scotty Too has left the WWE after nearly 30 years with the company. Um, Scotty had been working as a coach in, WWE, uh, in NXT. Mm-hmm. Sorry, um, He had appeared on a couple of legend shows. He'd appeared actually at an NXT takeover, take on the Ascensions as part of Too Cool. Um, something in his statement, he said... I would leave if i felt i was ever doing this just for the paycheck and that's how i feel just now um we we talked about wwe's morale not being great um when a guy quits after 30 years and says like i was doing this for the paycheck it doesn't
0: put the company in a great light right it's and I, i know with all the releases lately all the reports, all the Meltzers, on the Sean Ross Saps—they're like, "Oh, yo, morale's down in WWE." No shit. Like all these people's friends are getting fired because of but <laughs> because of budget reasons, right? And Scotty Tuhadi being there for as long as he has and leaving WWE like that, and and he was honest, he was real transparent in a little statement he put out, and I respect him for it. Now the big question is, what happens next? Do we see Scotty 2 Hotty pop up somewhere else? And I know we just got to talking about AEW, and AEW loves picking up those them legends. Tony Khan loves him, loves hiring the people he watched on TV when he was a kid. He, lo- he loves doing that. So do we see Scotty 2 Hotty pop up somewhere else? Maybe AEW, Impact, maybe working as a producer, behind the scenes, doing developmental for somebody. Who the hell knows? But... Scotty Tuhadi, what a run! I forgot he was there for a while until I read up he was doing NXT stuff. So that's that's not a good sign for WWE that he felt like he was doing it for the paycheck. So we'll see what happens over the next few months. I'm expecting a lot of changes going into next year. Shit, they're doing Saturday pay-per-views next year. So the changes There's are someone coming.
1: Someone from y'all. the UK, you have no idea how delighted that makes me. <laughs>
0: I bet, man, I bet. I'm trying to go to the Royal Rumble in St. Louis. I'm trying. I'm trying, but we'll
1: see. (laughs) Um, So just, I've got the statement here. It says, Today I've asked for my release from the World Wrestling Entertainment. 30 years ago today, I stepped into a WWE ring for the first time. I have lived my dream 100 times over. Some of my most special memories will always be from the last five years working with NXT. The black and gold brand was something special. Was something special he says very uh, poignant wording and i'm proud to have been a small part of that i always promised myself that i would never be part of something solely for the paycheck and that was where i was heading i told myself that i would walk away if i ever got to that point so that's what i've chosen to do coaching and producing the stars of nxt will always be the highlight of my life i love you all all more than you'll ever know and then it's sorry, I'm reading your folded hands emoji in brackets. <laughs> 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 that's that's a nice wee statement and you know it's um it's a shame that someone does get to that stage with a job. But I suppose it might not just be WWE, it might just be
0: life in general. That tends to happen. Right. Right. And like people tend to move on, and we've seen a lot of folks do that, especially um, in NXT over the last few years. But I'm I'm sensing a real change in, in the tide, especially with NXT. So like I said, we'll see how it goes, but I'm anticipating change nonetheless. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um sorry, there's a couple of stories I've just seen here. So just um congrats to Mustafa Ali, him and his wife have had their third child. Mm-hmm. Um and before we wrap up uh, talking about Big Jonah, Big Jonah making his debut for Impact, I want to get your your thoughts on um, the the comments uh, from Austin Gunn. Uh, his tweets that he sent back in 2013 uh, wow. as a 17-year-old college student, uh, he said he's... Sorry, AW star Austin gun issued an apology for using the N-word and several oh. tweets when he was a 17-year-old college student in 2013. Um, he he put out a statement saying, extremely insensitive tweets slash replies I made when I was 17 years old have been brought to my attention. I don't have the words to describe how I'm feeling right now. There's no excuse for it, and I'm deeply sorry. Um, God then touched upon multiple sensitivity programs, uh, meetings during his time in college, and still attend such programs organized by AWA, AEW, AWA. Christ, like how far back do I want to go? Um, AEW regularly provides excellent sensitivity programs. That I have attended multiple times. I want to continue to learn from my mistakes, improve my view in the world, and strive to be the person my parents would be proud of. I was raised this way. I. I was not raised this way. I do not condone this behavior or use of these words. And I'm extremely sorry. Thank you for reading this. Oh, wow. Put, put it this uh, way. If any young people are listening, yes, what you say when you're younger might not be how you feel when you're older. But if you don't want to get caught out when you're older, maybe don't do silly things when you're younger.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I didn't know this happened. So you're breaking this news to me right now. Um, Austin Austin Gunn saying I, I I haven't seen what he said um, apparently he, he used some strong language some racial slurs um, yes when he was 17 this was 8 years ago um, I don't know Austin Gunn and I I, I know folks are very quick to uh, to drag somebody for things they've done in the past don't get me wrong. Like I've been a part of that, and that's that's something that um, that we see a lot nowadays, especially within wrestling over the last few years. But if it, it depends on how he, to me, it's it's how he's grown as a person since then. If he still acts like this, then yeah, let's condemn him. Um, I don't. I'm not saying he should be fired uh, for from his job, but he there there's some things there's some things that don't slide. And that's yeah. not one of them, and I don't like the excuse of I was a kid, I was seventeen. at seventeen, you're an adult, you know, at least like from how I was raised from the culture I was a part of, at seventeen, you're considered an adult. so you should be you know, like you shouldn't be you know like don't don't act like because this was X amount of time ago that it was okay then and that just because yeah. people found out, it's a bad thing. You didn't think it was bad then when you said it. And just because now folks are uh, figuring out what you said, now it's not okay? That I don't like. That I'm not a fan of. And he seems like he owned up to what he said. I appreciate that. But Let's change some stuff going forward. Not He shouldn't lose his job, in my opinion. But yeah. I don't want to... I, I And I, like I said, I don't know Austin Gunn. But he needs to pump the brakes. And hopefully within AEW, which they've done a good job of that, of keeping the wrestlers accountable for their actions past or present. And let's, I, I hope that he learned from it and that he learns from this whole experience. If he already has not
1: Yeah, I think as well. Um, sometimes I think we're a bit too quick to drag people, as you said. And then sometimes people are a bit too quick to defend people. That's it. of oh well it was X amount of years ago or oh it was only let's maybe find a happy middle ground where we go right cool you shouldn't lose your entire livelihood because of a couple of tweets but maybe explain to us why you posted those tweets you know what I mean like and yeah. maybe keep people, keep people accountable but at the same time let's not you know j- jump on the bandwagon if it you know pops up
0: and yo, and I know the, the um, like a, as a black man, I know I my opinion may differ from other black people in regards to this, but um, it I, I just hope that he hasn't said it since. My, I'm I'm and I'm I'm optimistic. It's my wishful thinking, and maybe it'll bite me in the ass if anything else comes out about this. But from what I know, from what Ross just said to me right now. I I just I just hope he does better. That's all that's all I can ask out of somebody.
1: Yeah, no, that that's absolutely true. Um <clears throat> Big Jonah debuts in TNA, someone out of Impact Wrestling, someone I think is gonna be an
0: absolute star for the company. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's in he's gonna crush it. I, I was shocked they released him. Granted, in hindsight, not that shocked with who's been released since. But Bronson Reed now Jonah he he's gonna be killer. Impact knows what they're doing when they get these ex WWE guys. I love what they've done with Cardona and uh, William or Will Morrissey or W Morrissey, I should say. But I, I he's gonna crush it. I can't wait to see what he does.
1: Something that I think someone like Carmelo Hayes should be worried about: uh, three out of the last four, you know, uh, North American champions are no longer with WWE.
0: Oh, gosh, I. Oh, that that's a bummer. <laughs> I don't I think he'll be alright, but that's it's not a good sign. Um,
1: and finally in what is the most weird, tragic and almost hilarious story I think's happened in wrestling in a while. A fan attacked Seth Rollins this week on WWE Raw because he had been scammed by an imposter pretending to be Seth Rollins on Twitter.
0: Was that his reasoning? Yes, his reasoning... Oh,
1: was, my God. Uh, uh, Eliza Spencer is the, na- uh, the name of the attacker. Uh, he confirms he was a victim of a catfishing scam as someone posting as Seth Rollins on social media.
0: That's, that's so stupid. I, I know the last two instances that WWE had... or Let me rephrase. The last two incidents that WWE had with fans jumping the barricade Happened at Barclays, and a funny thing—I don't know if this if this was on TV or not—last night at Dynamite, um, FTR got in the mic and they were like, "I dare—we dare anyone to get into this ring right now. We dare you to do it because the last time before the Seth Rollins incident, um, FTR is the one that beat the hell out of that one dude for tackling Bret Hart at the Hall of Fame." Yeah. So this is—that's very weird. The dude obviously had malicious intent and it's not just one of those typical folks that jumps the barricade just for shits and giggles. I, this felt weird. Yeah, it was funny at first, I'm like, this is gross, and I don't know the next time WWE runs Barclays, but this, that's a weird instance where both of them happened at the Barclays Center. So, let's, so something's, something's got to change about that. Whether no more shows at Barclays or better security at these shows, come on, y'all. We, we got to do better. Don't jump the barricade at wrestling shows. Come on.
1: My plan was to help Finn Balor. I'm a fan. I like his aura and attitude. I like everything about his charisma. I like everything about him. I jumped from where I was sitting at. I ran and speared Seth Rollins. <laughs> so essentially, he should. He said I should have handled my business like a man and asked to speak to Seth Rollins. Uh, I, I yeah, think
0: it's he definitely would have that conversation.
1: I'm not going to get any low-hanging fruit here. I think it's safe to say this fella's been a tad gullible and has been he is (laughs) he was uh, blocked by Becky Lynch on social media. He's one of those guys. uh, Yeah, he I need to activate my Google account as I can't get in touch with Becky. So will you get me that in a few minutes? I have a reward for you. And so he seemed to have scammed the guy out of a hundred. He got, he get scammed out of hundreds of dollars for this
0: catfish. Um, that's ah, oh, it's so gross. I hate this. I hate it, I'm, I didn't know he said all that, and I hate everything about it.
1: Yeah, I think, I think this is one. It's going to go down in the, in a, a sport that's already weird enough. This is going to go down in the annals of history. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah
0: oh yes 100 percent. but
1: anyway i think we'll wrap it up there we've had we had a script to follow and then we realized how much we'd missed out on the bloody script so
0: (laughs) no worries man no worries i I was happy i'm happy that you that you uh, that you guys invited me to be a part of this i'm happy to be here and this is fun thank you ross
1: Thank you very much, and thank you very much for doing it on Thanksgiving. It means nothing to me who just had a microwavable McMuffin and a mini roll, but to you, I mean, you get you get big food plans today.
0: Yes, yes. This is the second we get we get done with this, I'm I'm in the car headed to eat way more food than I should. Um, so that that's my plan for my Thursday.
1: <laughs> well enjoy your thanksgiving enjoy thanksgiving if you're celebrating it wherever you are enjoy thursday if you're not american <laughs> and <laughs> hopefully you've enjoyed this show and you can enjoy other shows in our back catalogue at suplex retweet previews reviews interviews and all the news that's eat sleep suplex retweet Sorry, at suplex retweet on twitter Oh, Jesus Christ Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet I'm falling on my words. You know what this is This is you talking about Your Thanksgiving feast I'm slabbing at the mouth now And I can't <laughs> do my thing. At Suplex Retweet Is our Twitter Facebook Instagram YouTube You name it We're on it Handle Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet Is where I said And I'm going to try this Without drowning in my own saliva News, reviews Previews And interviews There we go <laughs> And You can find us on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify and all good Android podcasting sites. I'm away to the shop to buy a cheap microwavable macaroni and pretend it'll be as good as whatever Chris is having. We'll see you soon. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Hello, oh, I am Jack
0: Graham. I am Scott McLeod. And I'm David Hockney.
1: And you can catch us hosting one of the greatest shows in the history of podcasts, Saturday Draft Live. You can share in every Saturday to find out who on the ESSR has the best chance of winning the current season of our Saturday Draft. As always, you can catch Saturday Draft Live on all good podcasting platforms.